Hello, good morning. Can you hear me? Does that work? Okay, good to see you this morning. How are we doing? We all okay? Enjoying church? Is that me? Is it you at the back? I'm, I'm wearing this because I'm, I'm going to do a, a Britney Spears dance this morning for you. It's, it's the start of evangelism, you know, doing street dancing and it's the way forward. So, um, Are we okay or do you want me to have a normal mic? Carry on. Okay. So yeah, it's an interesting topic, isn't it? Evangelism. Um, and we're all called to evangelism. You know, sometimes there's people that have got a gift to do it, specialize in it. And, 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 but those gifts that people have, those gifts are there really to equip everybody else to do it. That's what the gifts are there. The, the gifts in the church. So I know I have a gift pastorally to love people. But that doesn't mean I'm going to pastor everybody individually. That means I'm going to encourage my gift pastorally to pastor one another. Am I making sense? Otherwise, we'll only grow as much as everybody wants contact personally with me. And I can't personally pastor everybody. I've got enough to pastor my family. Yeah? So, so my love and my pastoral heart, which I believe is God's heart for people, is a gift that God's given me, but it's a gift, hopefully, it'll encourage you to do wherever you're at in your home or in your workplaces to love people. Making sense? It's the same with evangelism. Evangelism, an evangelist, is a gift to the church, and that gift, therefore, is, is to demonstrate... How am I doing? Do you want me to go, Mike? I'll have to leave me street dance off. So, um, am I on? Evangelism really. How am I doing? Am I on? Do you know it's interesting you talk about evangelism? We can't even communicate this morning. So, we're obviously on the right path. So, evangelism in the simplest form means this to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That's as, that's as simple as it means. The ability to share the good news of Jesus Christ through, I add this in, actions and words. Making sense. So it's your ability to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ, not just through telling somebody with your words, which we all struggle with and we'll look at in a moment, but with a demonstration of your life that to the best of your ability matches up to what you're actually saying and believing. That's evangelism. It's a transferring, a sharing of what you believe. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm probably one of the worst salesmen you'll ever come across. Does anybody hate sales? Right. I, I'm terrible at it. I mean, if you put me in a, a, an Arab country, a desert, you know, or I, I just, you know, it's like the, the phrase of, you know, I, I couldn't sell sand to Arabs. That one, I, I just couldn't do it. I'm just rubbish at it. I remember when I was younger, I went to Ibiza. Before I was a Christian, I'll put that in there just in case you uh, people are wondering about me. But here we are. I think we need some Christians in Ibiza, by the way, but that's another thing. But here's the deal, right? I went to Ibiza with a friend. I was there for about three months. You know, I thought I was cool going on the street scene and dance scene and all that. And I went there, and they said, all right, I'll get, give you a job. Come for the summer. I was like, great, man. I'm going to Ibiza. I'm there. I'm with it. And I got there, and the guy in the bar says, what I want you to do is stand outside and get people into the pub. I'm like, you what? I'm like, I'm just rubbish. So I'm standing on this street corner, 
You know, you've got crews going down to Ibiza, right? You're going through Ibiza town into central Ibiza, and they're coming along. And I'm standing on the front as an 18-year-old kid going, what do I say to this one? Oh, my word. And I'm struggling because I'm thinking, I don't even know what I'm asking them to do, let alone talk to them. I can't even talk. I haven't got the confidence to talk to anybody, let alone tell them what I want them to do because I don't even know what they're doing there, let alone. So at sales, anybody ever feel like that? Does anybody ever feel when they've got to share something, even if it's not the good news of Jesus, you've got to share or communicate something, you feel, number one, inadequate? Okay? Your second, the second thing I, I often feel is this. I feel hypocritical. I feel like I want to tell you about this amazing Jesus, but my life's a mess. I'm struggling with this, and I want to tell you about the good news, but actually, I've got some mess in my own life. Does anybody else feel like that? Anybody feel like they're inadequate to communicate it, they're hypocritical with their life, and they're not living up to the standard that Jesus wants us to live up to, so who am I to share anyway? And that's what I felt like when I was on the streets of Ibiza. I was like, somebody's going to find out who I really am in a minute. I'm not that cool anyway, so I'm trying to get them into this cool bar when I'm actually not that cool. They'll find me out. Does anybody feel like that? It's like work and you, you know, you're trying to do a job. Sometimes we feel inadequate or we feel hypocritical. We're just winging it or blagging it. We're just getting through each day. I think we all feel like that. The other thing that I felt when I try and communicate the gospel or sell something, not that I'm selling Jesus, we can't sell Jesus, but here's the deal. I often fear that I'm going to be rejected. Rob's saying, oh, he's great, I'll live this out. It's not easy. Because I know somebody's going to say, go on, listen to you, mate. Or you're a Jesus freak, mate. Or you're something. They, they say something, and, I, and, and I'm a bit fearful to actually say something because what happens if they reject me does anybody else feel like that so I feel inadequate is that a bit of relief for you I don't know what you thought I was but I have inadequacy within me I feel hypocritical because I know there's certain ways I should be living at times I wrestle through that I fear rejection that I'm going to be rejected and I'm not good enough all mixed in the mix and also I feel like my reputation is on the line, and I'm going to lose my reputation with the people I'm going to tell, and they won't want to know me anymore. Not only will they reject me, but it makes me look in a, you know, a light that I don't want to be in because it's my reputation on the line. Anybody feel like that? That's how I feel, and I'm sure there's people in the Bible how they felt. The disciples pretty much felt the same way as well. But here's the good news. We all feel like that. But there's a journey we can go on that actually can still carry the gospel to people. Because here's the good news. The good news is this. It's not our message. It's not our ability that communicates it. It's the message that we carry that actually we have a confidence in, not our own ability. Wow. So if we understand that, it actually frees us up in terms of being a, almost a vessel to communicate what God wants to say to people. Now, we do have to live our lives the best we can that help to point towards Jesus, but that doesn't get us to Jesus first, and we'll look at that in a minute. What the good news is this, Jesus empowers and equips us to do what he's calling us to do. We feel inadequate, we, we feel hypocritical, we feel that we're going to lose our reputation. All of these fears that we have in our lives are there 
But the good news is, I believe Jesus empowers us and equips us to do what he's calling us to do. You say, well, how does he do that? Well, if we look in, in Acts, there was the disciples that were terrified to go and communicate. But when the Spirit of God fell upon them, it says that Peter stood up and he preached bold, with boldness. Where did that come from? I'm sure he felt inadequate. I'm sure he felt hypocritical because he denied Jesus three times. I'm sure he's thinking, I'm not good enough. I can't do this, Jesus. I wasn't good enough for you. He felt hypocritical. He feared his reputation and how people would treat him. He had his own fears of rejection. But when God got hold of him, he had a boldness to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ. Does anybody want that this morning? This is okay, isn't it? So evangelism is basically the sharing of the good news of Jesus through your words, and we'll look at that in a moment, but also through your actions. The problem is we all have these fears or limitations that stop us communicating the gospel. But today, hopefully, I'll take you on a little bit of a journey that will give you the confidence in the message and that therefore you will have a commitment to the need of this world. It's not the confidence in you, it's the confidence in the message. It's a, and I've called it a confidence in the seed and be committed to the need. Does that make sense? So hopefully today you'll say, I am confident in the seed and hopefully I'll go and I'll be committed to the need because there's a need out there, church. And we've got to get over our inadequacies, we've got to break through our fear of rejection, we've got to get over our inadequacies, and we've got to receive the message of Jesus Christ that equips us and empowers us and gives us a confidence in the seed so that we can have a strength, a, a faith, and commit ourselves to the need out there. That's a good message. Confidence in the seed, and I'm going to be committed to the need. But I, I don't know about you, but... When you try and communicate something, if you've not got confidence in it, you can black it to a point, but if you're honest, it doesn't come across the same as when you're confident in something. I mean, I love, anybody like links? Any men out there, just me then? Obviously, you're Old Spice boys, aren't you, right? Let's get it out. We've known it for a while. The smile that comes in every Sunday, it's Old Spice. We love you. You're still my friend. My dad had old spies for years and years, and he'd go, put this on, son. I'm like, dad, I love you, but I'm not wearing old spies. It's not cool. Brute, thank you. And brute he used to put on. I'm like, dad, it's great. I love you, but I'm just not confident in that product. I will actually feel inadequate. I'll be rejected. I'll feel hypocritical telling people I'm cool and I'm wearing brute and old spies. And I'm sorry if you wear brute and old spice. I actually am growing fond of it as I'm getting older. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad, actually. I'm getting older. I'm adjusting to this world. But you know, links, have you seen the advert? Links effect. It's like the men, some of you men, have you seen the links effect? All you wives are going, you're not wearing that, it attracts women. <laughs> have you seen it? They put it on the guy on the beach. It's like, not only women, it's like women in skimpy underwear are chasing after him. It's like that boy's got the product. You see, here's the deal. If we've got a confidence in the product, will have a confidence to communicate that product. Alan Hewitt was at a conference and he said, if you've got faith in the product, right, the, the mission won't be a problem because you have a confidence or a faith in the product. So your confidence in the mission that you go, are going out for this week, if you've got a faith in the product, there's not a problem with the mission because you'll sell it. 
you'll give it away, you'll offer it because you've got the best product on this planet. Do you see what we're saying? So what it comes down is, is a confidence in the product. Links, let's be honest, there's probably other products out there that smell better, but their advertising is very good. They know the blo most blokes are like, oh, that looks attractive, I'll wear it. My wife may like me, my friends might, that girl at college might like me. I've got the Lynx effect on, it's sold to me, I'm in. Right, that's Lynx and we buy it. Can you imagine how much more confidence we would have if we fully embraced the product or the seed of Jesus Christ? The seed of Jesus Christ, the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We all know we should tell people. We all know we should communicate it. We all have our insecurities. But I believe if we had a confidence in the seed, a confidence in Jesus, then we'd be out there with confidence, on with the mission, because we believe in the seed and we're committed to the need. I've talked about, you know, the problems that we face. I'm going to look at a guy who gets on with the mission pretty much immediately after meeting Jesus. And I think he had his own battles, his own, his own problems that he had to face. But when I look at Jesus and how he approaches this guy, he changes his life. The seed, the message, turns up in his, in his vicinity. And this guy, after receiving the seed, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, he is never the same again, and he's propelled in a mission to communicate the gospel. Does anybody want to hear about him? And let's look at him, and maybe we can just learn something to help give us a confidence in the seed so that we will be, most of us are committed. We know there's a need, but we lack a confidence in the seed. So let's just look at Luke chapter 19. Is this okay this morning? You know, my job is simply this, to equip you with the gospel, to encourage you in your faith, to empower you and equip you to go out from here to have a confidence in the gospel. Here's, here's just one point before we move on. The gospel doesn't necessarily mean that it starts, you know, walking down the street and telling someone about Jesus. Evangelism, this is my belief, this is what I see. Evangelism, the good news, starts in your heart and it starts in your home. Evangelism starts with your kids, your wife, your friends, your work colleague. It starts by you having a confidence in the product growing a confidence in yourself and communicating that. So when we're saying about evangelism, it's important. It really should be almost a natural process of transformation from the inside out through faith in Jesus Christ. So let's look at Luke 19. We'll read this and we'll see what we can learn from Jesus, who is the seed. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. It's interesting. He isn't just a tax collector. He's a chief tax collector. These boys were not liked around this vicinity. They, they were corrupt. They took stuff off people. They were not liked. These guys, if anybody rejected them, society rejected them. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But Jesus, but because he was short... He could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree. Any short people in here? You need to look out for sycamore trees this week. Sycamore fig trees to get closer to Jesus. 
to get a look at Jesus, look out for your sycamore fig tree this week. Since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. I love that. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, <laughs> he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. Calling Jesus a hypocrite. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Luke, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And, I have decide, and, I, and if I have cheated anybody of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Because this man too is a son, a seed, a seed, a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. So here we have a story where Jesus is walking along. God obviously has a plan and a purpose for Zacchaeus' life. Zacchaeus hasn't really got a clue what's going to happen. But he's heard of Jesus. He has an ear to hear about who Jesus is. Who's this Jesus? I've heard about him. I want to have a look who he is. I want to seek. I want to find out. I'm inquisitive. There's got to be more than life than this. Why am I here? What's the purpose? Am I designed to be corrupt? What's going on in my life? Am I meant to be broken like this? Am I meant to be hurting? Am I meant to be rejected by society? Am I meant to feel inadequate? Zacchaeus is a person who's very real, but he wants something else. Anybody want something else? I know I do. You may say, well, I'm inadequate. I'm only short. <laughs> I'm little, little me. What did Zacchaeus do? Climbed up the tree to have a look for Jesus. Don't let your inadequacies get in the way of you coming to Jesus. Don't let your short-mindedness, your little-mindedness, your, your doubt, your, 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 your stuff that gets in the way that says you're not good enough for Jesus, get in the way of you coming to Jesus. Inadequacy. Fear of rejection. Well, what happens if I come to Jesus and he, and he rejects me because I'm a sinner? <laughs> I'm not good enough to come to Jesus. I'll just stay up the tree at a distance because I'm not good enough for Jesus. Anybody feel like that? This is the good news, church. This is the good news of Jesus, the seed. None of us are good enough. Woohoo! The entrance to entering into the kingdom of God that all of us feel inadequate, all of us feel rejected, all of us fear our reputation. But here's the good news. Jesus says, enter into my kingdom. Jesus says, you are welcome into my kingdom. See, it's a confidence in the seed, not in our ability. It's a confidence in who he says and what he promises. That's the good news. And it's a good job. It is good news. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be fumbling around everywhere. See, it's a confidence in the seed. It's a confidence in Jesus. Jesus accepts you through the blood of what he's poured out for you. You see, the product is not our strength or our ability. The product is one that was given for you. So you can hear about the product. Sarah might tell me off for this. But when Sarah was pregnant for the first time, I mean, she was getting all the stuff. Man, she was... 
she was putting it all in place. And, and, and when she was kind of getting bigger, I hope you don't mind me. You look at me, all right? I'm looking, right? There might not be good news at home when I get home. But we'll work on it. Uh, she's getting bigger, right? She, she's aware of what she's looking like. She's aware she's stretching, right? She's aware she's getting bigger. So she says to me, I've heard. She didn't say it like that. I said that. She said, I've heard there's a product out there that will help me with my stretch marks. Are we still friends? I'll get there in a minute, babe. Wait for it. If they, if they reject you, if they treat you like that, don't worry, babe. Jesus was rejected. Jesus loves us. It's okay. We'll get there. Here's the deal, right? She said to me, in a minute, she said, she said to me that, she said there's a product out there that she'd heard about. So she went to the shop. She found the product, this oil. What was it called? Bio oil. We live by it. You know, you wonder why I'm so smooth? Bio oil. Bio oil. And, 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 and most nights, she's like, rub the bio oil on. I'm like, oh, I love you. Bio oil, right? Bio oil, right? Here's the deal. She'd heard about it. She'd heard somebody about this product. She actually had a confidence in the product because she'd heard it had worked and there were stories and testimonies of how this product was working. I've heard about the product. I'm actually beginning to believe the product. But unless I apply the product, I'm not going to partake of this good news. You see the difference? And, 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 and that's the deal with Jesus. Jesus is a product. He's more than a product. He's a person. And he's good news. He's better than any bio oil. He's better than any links. He's better than anything that you can get in this world. It's forgiveness of sin and eternal life through Christ Jesus. There ain't no better product that we have. It's a seed that is incorruptible. Wow. This product's not going to wear out. It's not like, oh, I'll have Jesus for a moment and hopefully he'll love me tomorrow. No, it's not in you. It's in him. And his promise is eternal. I have forgiven you today, tomorrow, and for eternity. And I've given you life for eternity. So receive the product today. Don't just be a hearer and believe and, and thinking, oh, I've heard about this Jesus. He's helping somebody else. I can see he's changing lives. I can see what he did 2,000 years ago when he conquered death and gave victory over sin and death. I, I've heard about it. Now I'm going to believe it I'm going to believe in it I'm going to receive it into my heart and this is what I'm going to do now I'm actually going to do something with it see the difference if we don't do something with it we'll never experience the good news and the joy of applying it in our lives and when Zacchaeus I'm doing well with mics I'll keep going right I'm aware I'm out, is it me? Right? Here's the deal. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus didn't become a good boy by giving everything away. Zacchaeus became right with God because Jesus came into his heart. Jesus came into his home. Jesus says, today, Zacchaeus, I want to come into your home. Today, believer, I want to come into your heart. I want to come into your soul. I want to come into your mind. And Jesus knocks on our door every day and says, can you hear me speaking to you? Do you believe it 
Are you going to receive it? And are you going to apply me into your life? You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ can't be given if you haven't got it. I can't come up to you and say, you know, I've got 10 boxes of links for you, Dave. And he says, where are they? I'll say, well, I haven't got them yet. He'll be like, you what? Where's the product? I say, well, I'm going to get it. Honestly, it's a great product. This, this Lynx is amazing. It's, I, I, you'll, you'll see it. Let me tell you all about it. And he's going, well, show it me then. You see, sharing the gospel is words and actions. There's a demonstration of the gospel in your life. Now, does that mean you've got to have it all together? No, it just means what you hear, believe, and put into practice. Don't worry about what you don't hear. Oh, I need to have all this stuff together. Zacchaeus didn't. You see, when I look at Zacchaeus, Jesus didn't say to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, what I want you to do, I'm pulling a funny face, what I want you to do, Zacchaeus, just, just come in. Zacchaeus, let's have a little chat in the house. What I want you to do, Zacchaeus, is to give everything to the poor and me and you will be good. Give everything back that you've cheated people and then me and you will be right. He didn't say that, did he? He came into his heart and transformed his life. And out of a transformed heart and life, Zacchaeus like, what do I do with this good news? What do I do with this product? It's overflowing from my life. My heart is transformed. What do I do? I've got to give it away. He goes out and he runs out and he goes, I'm going to give four times back what I've taken. Why? Because his heart changed. He heard, he believed, and now he's going to apply it. I'm going to give it away. See the difference? Evangelism is hearing and believing the gospel and then it's applying what you've heard so that your life, to the best of your ability, is matching up to the gospel, what you're declaring. You have a story. How has Jesus changed your life? You might say, well, he hasn't really changed my life. Well, have you received forgiveness of sin? Have you received, believed, have you received it as the Holy Spirit deposited it in your heart. You see, the Holy Spirit must deposit it in our hearts because it's the Holy Spirit that gives witness that we have a guarantee, that the seed is guaranteed. It's the Holy Spirit that reveals God's word when we accept Jesus into our hearts. The Holy Spirit says, you are forgiven. Making sense. Not only are you forgiven, but you have eternal life. Can you imagine? I think we get familiar. Can I be honest? I think we get familiar with the gospel. I think it's like getting saved is what I did 10 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus. I know about the cross. I know about what Jesus has done for me. What's next? And we go, like, what's next? It's like, no, no, no. It's the cross every day. It's the good news every day. Can you imagine how the disciples felt when they heard what had happened to Jesus? Oh, Jesus has been promising a new kingdom and he's been promising, you know, stuff. And if you remember him, um, we'll be resurrected and all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, this product, the main man, the main salesman, <laughs> you know, door-to-door salesman, you know, what he saw, did with Zacchaeus, where's he gone? What, what's happening? He's been crucified and killed. And he's been dead for three days. What about this product? What about this seed? Is it actually... Does it do what it said it was going to do? Or is it just full of false promises? But you and I know the story. After three days, he defeated death. Wow. 
he delivered us from sin and death. My God, our King, delivered us from sin and death. Therefore, because of what my king did, I receive that product, I receive forgiveness of sin, and I receive victory over death. Wow, what good news. Can you imagine how the disciples felt when they heard the news? Someone's whispering over here, I can hear it. Jesus is alive. What? Jesus is alive. What? Do I believe that? Jesus is alive. I've heard about Jesus. I've seen what he's done in people's lives. Look, he's alive. Can you imagine how they felt when they saw him? He's, bl- I think he's uh, blinking alive. Not Peter Kay, blinking alive. Do we get up on a, on a Monday morning and go, Jesus is alive? Come on. Because it's a confidence in the seed and being committed to the need that's needed in our world. You see, our confidence doesn't come in our own ability, our own, you know, it comes in the good news of Jesus Christ. Believe the seed, receive the seed, and apply the seed. And people will say to you, what's changed your life? Is it just me? Are you with me this morning? You see where I'm going? You see, if we have a confidence in the product, there's not a problem with telling people what the product is. But if you don't know what the product is, if you've, not, if you've not received that product, if you've not got it through Amazon and let it in and opened the box and said, I'm going to use this product. I know what you're saying, Jesus isn't a product. Hear my heart on this. He's a person. But it is a product because here's the deal. In the parable of the sower, there are four, remember this, we did it the other week, if you weren't here, there are four different types of soil representing heart. The message is the same, the seed is the same, it is the heart that is the problem with receiving the gospel and actually producing something, a product, productivity, there is an outworking of it. He said you will produce 30, 60, 100 times, I think that's about right, I might be muddled on that, but here's the deal, there's a product with it. There's a product with the gospel. There's an outworking of it. There's not just, oh, it's good news, I've heard it. It actually changes your life, and it produces something different in your life. Zacchaeus heard the gospel. He allowed it into his heart. Jesus changed him. He didn't say, I want you to tithe. He didn't do it. Zacchaeus, out of the joy of being forgiven and receiving salvation in his heart, went, oh, what do I do with it? I just want to give it away. Here you are, four times, Roger. Here you are, have it all. Give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away. There's more and more. He wasn't concerned of how much he was going to have at the end because he knew he had something greater. Because money was not his, his foundation. Jesus Christ was his foundation. He'd received the seed of life, forgiveness of everything he's done. His corruption didn't matter anymore because Jesus gave him a new start. His heart was transformed and his generosity flowed out of that heart. That's good. And I want to encourage you, if you give out a compulsion, not a problem giving, you give. But if you don't give out of a free heart... If you don't give out of a seed that has been planted in your heart, which is Jesus loves you. You see, Zacchaeus had problems with rejection. He had problems with inadequacy. He was short, although being short is a strength. He had problems with his reputation. He had problems with rejection. How many of us are like that? 
But you see, it wasn't any of them that changed him. It was the love of God through Christ Jesus that accepted him where he was at. Where he was at. It wasn't his generosity. His generosity was an overflow of what Jesus did. See, the seed on that day came knocking on his door. He'd heard about it. He was believing in it. But on this day, he received it. He received it into his heart. It transformed him from the inside out. Why? Because Jesus accepted him. And irrelevant of all his inadequacies, all of his reputation, all of his fears of hypocrisy in his life was eradicated from his heart. Yes, he still had his battles. Yes, he still had his challenges. Yes, he still had his fears. But his heart was set free by the seed of Jesus' love and acceptance. And I want to encourage you to get a confidence in the seed that Jesus accepts you as you are. He's not looking for your generosity. He's not looking for anything that you can give. All he's looking for is you to believe him and receive him into your heart. Let your heart be the home of who Jesus Christ is. Accept by God's grace his forgiveness and eternal life through Christ Jesus. Let's read John 3.16. We all know this scripture. And it says, For God loved, God so loved, Jesus so loved Zacchaeus. For God so loved the world. God didn't judge the world. God loved the world. Jesus didn't judge Zacchaeus. Jesus doesn't judge you. He loves you. He forgives you. He accepts you. For God so loved the world that he gave. Wow. So Zacchaeus accepted the love of God, and then what did he do? He gave. Why? Because he understood what he'd been given. He understood the, 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 the greatness, the majesty of what the gospel was, that he was loved, not judged in this world. God accepted him for who he was, and what did he do? He caused him to give. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Why can we be confident in that? Because Jesus conquered sin and death, and that same promise is guaranteed to us who believe and receive it. Therefore, we have good news. We are the only ones in this world that have a hope of life after death. And it doesn't start when you die. It starts now so that you can testify of the life that you've been given, the joy that you've been given, the peace with God that you've been given, the right standing with God that you've got. Even though you feel corrupt, even though you feel broken, even though you've got your own wrestles, inside of you, if you believe in Jesus, is a peace that you can receive because God loves you. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save through him. We all have wrestles and we all have challenges. What I want to encourage you is to cultivate these two things in your life 
And I just believe if you cultivate these two things in your life, you will create an evangelist, you'll, you'll create an environment of good news, acceptance, where people will feel safe with you, secure with you. And it's really simple. Cultivate in your heart, in your life, acceptance and generosity. Cultivate the thoughts inside of you, God accepts me the way I am. Because if we don't, we'll reject people out of our own insecurity. But if we allow that thought into our hearts, God accepts me. How do I know that? He died for me. He poured out the product for me. He poured out the best Lynx deodorant there ever was in the world. I receive it. It changes my heart. It makes me smell different. Something's happening. Cultivate the acceptance. God accepts you in your heart. God loves me in your heart. Ladies, you need to go home, you need to get in the bath, you need to get the bath bomb in, and you need to soak in the bath bomb of acceptance in your life. And let it permeate into you. God accepts me. Oh, I'm inadequate. I don't care. God accepts me. I fear rejection. I don't care because the bath bomb that Jesus has given me is permeating my heart and mind. And I don't care what I face. Jesus died for me. Jesus paid for my sin. Jesus loves me. Jesus forgives me. Jesus has given me a mission to carry a message in this world. I'm broken. I'm hurting. I'm confused. But Jesus has good news in my heart. I am accepted. I am loved. Fear, go away. I'll let you into a secret about fear, something I read recently. Fear to us is real. But actually it's not. Fear is like a mask that we put on things. We put on people. We put on situations. And we fear the worst is going to happen. How often does it happen? Very rarely. Why? Because we've imagined it in our mind and created something that's not real. So this is what I want you to do this week. I want you to remove the masks out of your life of fear. And I want you to delve deeper into the acceptance of God. And when you face them fears, you know, acknowledge them. I'm a broken mess, but I'm going to have a confidence in the seed. The confidence of love and acceptance through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to be committed to the need in this world. In a broken world that needs people. And I just believe if you cultivate that acceptance in your heart, it could change your life. If you cultivate that generosity in your life, not only will it change you from the inside, it will also change the community who see the generosity in and through you. The gospel is the sharing of the good news of Jesus Christ through words and actions. It's down to you to say, do you know what? I'm going to believe it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to apply it. Just like the bath bomb. Just like the lynx. Just like the brute. If you love brute and God loves you with brute on. Whatever it is you apply, I'm going to apply God's word to my life. That I am loved. I am adored. I am accepted. Fear, I'm going to recognize you, see you. But I'm not going to let you dictate my life anymore. I'm going to be confident in the seed and committed to the need because somebody out there needs to see it and hear it and believe just like I did. Be confident in what you know. Don't try and be something else that you're not. Be secure in that. God loves you the way you are. And do you know what? 
I believe if we each do this, we will create a culture and a community of an environment that not only talks from here about the gospel, but we accept people as they come into the church. Just like Christ accepted Zacchaeus in all his sin and his mess. We don't look and judge. We don't say they're not like that. And we all do it because of our own insecurities, our own inadequacies. But what we'll do is this. We'll move the masks off the people that we put on them and we'll see them like Christ sees them through the seed of Jesus Christ, not through us. And I believe if we do that, people will come to this place. They will reject the message because God says they will. But there'll be some who cultivate their hearts as we cultivate ours and accept the gospel, accept the seed, and their lives will be changed for eternity. I want to be a church that are committed to accepting people just like Christ accepted me when I was a sinner I didn't give him anything he wasn't after my money he didn't I didn't do anything I was just a mess and Jesus came into my heart and planted his seed and I am forever thankful for what he did because my life changed and do you know what he can have all the change I've got now because it's his anyway and out of that heart God wants to change people in here with the gospel and if you don't believe in yourself Listen, take your eyes off yourself and put them on Jesus who believes in you. Allow that word to permeate like a bath bomb, ladies. Come on, like a bath bomb. Allow it to soak into you. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that you didn't give up on us. But you sent your son into this world. You sent your son because man has rejected you, which has caused disorder, confusion, rejection, fear in this world. But Father, I thank you that you have promised, but not only promised, fulfilled your promise and made a way where we can be accepted by you. And Father, I just pray in here for each person as we come together, as we open our hearts, that God, we would cultivate a heart of acceptance. We would allow the seed into our hearts of acceptance that you love us, you died for us. We would receive that good news, more good news. Some of you need more good news, more good news. You know, when we doubt the goodness of God, when we've been through things and we question things and we doubt, there's good news. Go back to the good news. And Father, I just pray that people in here, and me, myself, as we open up our hearts, you would help us to cultivate an environment of acceptance. You would help us to cultivate a heart out of that acceptance of generosity, freely given, freely received and freely given from our hearts. And Father, I pray for people that may never have received you as their Lord and Savior. And I pray today, as, if there's people in here, open up their hearts, receive the good news for the first time. Or maybe you've heard it, but today you want to believe it and receive it. And Father, we just pray for them right now. Holy Spirit, you would bring the good news to their hearts. 
You would reveal the truth to them. They would know that they are accepted through you and that, God, you would walk with them, not just today, not just tomorrow, but for eternity. Through Jesus Christ, we pray.